This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 395. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 395. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other Shameless Moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. So excited to be here with you and really excited to dive into this content today. I am creating, this is basically, this whole episode is an invitation to you to release, 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 release. Release things that are no longer serving you. Release ideas that are floating in your head that are holding you back from doing all the great things you want to do in your life release the things that don't feel good. And with all that release, you are able to make space for things that are purposeful and things that are positive and things that are maybe more powerful and more productive than the things that currently exist in your head and in your mind. So with all that said, let's dive in. I want to say that this episode was inspired by my own need to release some things at the end of the year and just some things that have crept up upon me over the course of the year that I'm over, I'm done. And I think we all have things that can happen to us. You know, life comes at us at breakneck speed over the course of a year. And it happens, it seems like every year with a child, it's like just faster and faster. And over the course of the year, we can definitely start to 
carry habits that don't serve us, carry mindsets that don't serve us, just fall into routines that can be exhausting, overwhelming, that can often be based on myths and lies that we're telling ourselves and stories that just aren't true. And so to be able to release all that creates a ton of freedom, a ton of freedom to start fresh in a new year, a ton of freedom to create new constructs in our minds, in our heads, and in our hearts to be able to do things in a way that feels really good to us moving forward, in a way that might be more purposeful moving forward, in a way that might be more productive moving forward. So I'm going to invite you to release three things between now and the end of the year, which gives you a little bit of time to think about these things, to let them set in. If these resonate with you, definitely take some notes. You might want to write down a couple lines of inspiration on a post-it note and like put them up on your laptop so you can really see them on a regular basis for the rest of the year. If you're not someone who's on a laptop regularly, put it on your steering wheel, on your phone wallpaper, on your bathroom mirror, wherever feels good to you, wherever makes sense to you to be able to really be conscientious around what you want to release in 2019 to make space for 2020 and a whole new decade. Holy cow, a whole new decade. So the first thing I'm going to invite you to release as we close out 2019 is procrastination and perfectionism. And so I'll tell you, I actually started with this just being perfectionism, but I want to also include procrastination because there is this really uncanny connection between procrastination and perfectionism that I think a lot of you might not see. And I just had a conversation with someone else about this the other day, and they were talking about how people who procrastinate get mislabeled as being lazy. And that's so not true. I mean, maybe in a few instances, but for the most part, that's not true at all. For the most part, procrastination is actually a form of perfectionism. And so people who procrastinate are often procrastinating because they are struggling to take action because perfectionism can be crippling to them. I am one of those people. And so that's how I can speak to this and speak on this is because I am definitely someone who gets stuck in perfectionism and it shows up as procrastination. And so I often will think like, oh, I'm not going to do that because I need more time to think about it. I need more time to like, you know, get the format in my head or make sure that I have a good sense of how I want to do it and when I want to do it and why I want to do it and what method is correct and all these things. And that can definitely, definitely hold me up and hold me back on timelines and deadlines and all sorts of things. This is why when I launched the podcast, it launched when it did because I had someone else holding me to a date. If I had had to do it on my own, I would have kept procrastinating. I've talked before about how I connected with someone, um, Josh Trent, he's was this awesome support to me as I was launching. And I told him, I was like, yeah, like sometime in the next six months or so, I want to launch a show. And he was like, six months, like, how about we do six weeks? And I was like, no, 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 no. Like six weeks is not going to work. We ended up doing nine. So nine weeks later, I was going to give myself six months because I was like, I need to think about this more. And I need to like create like six months of worth of content and he was like, no, like you are way too much in your own way on this. You're procrastinating and you just need to get the ball rolling. You can figure it all out as you go. Like here's the seven steps you need to take basically to get this done in the next six to nine weeks. Let's just do that. And then you can figure the rest out as you go. He was absolutely right. And now when I help people launch podcasts, I've helped, I think, I think four or so people launch podcasts, maybe more in the last six months or so. And yeah, I'm like, don't give yourself six months. That's actually more exhausting. And I say the same thing about someone, I had a client a couple of years ago 
you wanted to run a marathon. And I told her the same thing. She's like, I want to run a marathon like a year from now. I was like, no, that is way too long to have that hanging over you. Six months max on marathon training. And if you're already someone who can run like 10-ish miles, three months max on a marathon training. Like, no, no, no. You don't need a year to train for a marathon. You don't need six months to launch a podcast. You need to just start. Start the training, set a date, start whatever the goal is, like just get started and you can figure it out. And here's the thing. The reason this is so important for us to release perfectionism is because when we can do things imperfectly, we do way more things and we make way more progress in an upward trend. And so what happens when we let ourselves get stuck in perfectionism, we don't do anything in any area. And so everything stays at the same level. So if you imagine like a chart, you know, like an X, Y graph, I think that's what it's called. But if you imagine every time you take a step in any direction, taking imperfect action, and let's say you take a step and you do something to, you know, 75% of your best capability, that's still moving forward and moving up. Even if you haven't leapt up to 100%, And every time you do that, you have this upward mobility and this forward momentum. And so you have this beautiful looking graph in which there's forward momentum, there's upward mobility, things are moving up from the bottom corner to the top corner, and it is growth. That is growth. When you get stuck in perfectionism, you stay right at that like X, Y axis. You never actually move on the graph. You just stay in that same place in every area. And that doesn't serve a purpose. That's not productive. That just keeps you stuck. And the thing about being stuck is that doesn't feel good. So yes, taking imperfect action can be hard. Sometimes you might mess up. You might make a mistake. You might have to push pause or even take a step back, but you're still going to be trending upward and trending forward as you take action, even if it's imperfect and even if you mess up here and there versus staying stuck where there's no trend, you're just stuck. And the mental drain that comes with being in that stuck place, that's painful. The pain of growth is far more exhilarating and less exhausting than the pain of stagnation. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters. And they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listeners 
listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around, like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explains. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. The pain of stagnation and analysis paralysis and decision fatigue weighs much more heavily on someone than the thrill of growth, even with its challenges, even with failure. The thrill of growth feels way better than the pain of stagnation. So pick your pain. If you want to stay in, like, if you're going to be in pain either way, taking imperfect action or staying stagnant, take the imperfect action. So I want you to really think about what have you been procrastinating on? How has perfectionism been holding you back? And how can you release that as you move into 2020? Because the things that you didn't accomplish this year, because you were waiting for the right time, a better time, the perfect circumstances, you're not a better person for having waited on those things. That's actually held you back and drained your energy. It's draining your resources to sit in perfectionism. It's draining your resources to stay in that procrastination. Procrastination is really exhausting because you have that thing constantly hanging over your head. I can tell you, I have wasted so much time in procrastination and let things hang over me while I'm trying to think of the perfect way to do them or the best way to execute and implement. And the end result is I just am really tired before I even get started because I spend so much time with ideas just like swirling around in my head, thinking about all the different ways I could make them happen. So I know for me now that that causes exhaustion and it causes anxiety. And so for me, action feels so much better, even if it's scary. So I actually, one of my affirmations, one of the six affirmations that I write down every morning is that I turn anxiety into action. So I do not sit in procrastination. I do not sit in perfectionism as much as I can. I try to be a really good self-monitor around that because I know how exhausting it is for me, how crippling it is for me and what a drain it is on all of my resources. So that was number one. The second thing for you to release is other people's expectations. So quick show of hands. If you are a people pleaser, many, many of us are people pleasers. Women tend to be people pleasers. Moms tend to be people pleasers and moms just by virtue of like practicing whether or not you want to, we practice people pleasing all the time just to like appease our children. So we're 
pretty conditioned to this and fairly hardcore conditioned to this. So I want you to really think about all the times that you make decisions in someone else's best interest and not your own, because we do this more often than we realize in a lot of situations. And a lot of times in motherhood, we do this because it's just easier. But what happens is when we get in the habit of doing this just because it's the easier thing, we over time stop recognizing that we're doing things for other people at the expense of doing things for ourselves. And sometimes we do recognize we're doing something for someone else. And then we just feel frustrated and resentful and bitter about it. So really letting go of other people's expectations, whether you're doing something for someone else at the expense of doing something for yourself, or if you're doing something just because someone else thinks that you should. And so we often, you know, you might be staying in a career because someone in your family thought that that's the thing you should do with your life. Or you think other people might laugh if I were to leave my career and become an artist or become a writer or become a podcaster, what have you. So really think about when you make decisions, are you making decisions based on what you really want to be doing, how you really want to be engaging and interacting with the world based on what works best for you and for your family and for your partnerships and your relationships? Or are you doing things because you think that other people expect you to behave a certain way because that's how you behaved in the past or other people expect you to produce a certain thing or other people expect you to live up to a certain standard because we often, often get stuck in doing things to meet other people's expectations or doing things based on other people's opinions of what is right or what is best for us or what is the most sensible thing or the most responsible thing, the most reasonable thing. And that over time can really, really wear on you and can really suck the energy out of you. And it can really dim your light when you are constantly making choices based on other people's expectations. And so when we look at perfectionism and procrastination, that's really like judgment of yourself and criticism of yourself. And we're often very critical of ourselves. And when we look at other people's expectations, it's often worry about other people's opinions and worry about other people's judgment. And so if we can release that, it creates so much space and it creates space for us to really tap into what we want. And this goes back to what I talked to a couple of weeks ago around self-trust and building self-trust and the way that women really do we cut our self-trust is just so cut down over time, over the course of our lives and in motherhood. And so we make a lot of space for other people's needs. And when we do that over time, over the course of a lifetime, we often make a lot of space for other people's expectations of us as well. And we prioritize other people's expectations. So sometimes that's in the framework of what other people need from us. And sometimes it's in the framework of doing what we think other people think we should do. It's not even that we're like meeting someone else's needs. We're just doing something thinking that like, well, other people will look most kindly upon this option. So that's the thing I'm going to do. I know for me, when I went to change careers in my 20s, I definitely gave some thought to like, if I go back to school to become a personal trainer and start my own business, like nobody in my family's done that before. I've always been someone who has followed the beaten path and done everything sequentially in exactly the order that you do it. And like, I, you know, got a four year degree and then got a job in a field that seemed like it was kind of the kind of job that I should have kept for 40 years. And that's what everyone in my family had done. They had kept the same jobs for 40 years until retirement. And so when I went to leave, it took me a while to come around to the idea when I wanted to leave my hospital job. It took me some time to come around to the idea that I could just go pick a career path that was just for a few years because no one around me had done that. And my family was very supportive of it. But they were also a little bit like, oh, hmm, like we haven't 
seen people do this. We haven't seen people. This seems different for sure. And my mom has always kind of had this belief that like, if you want to do something, you're going to make it happen. And she has a lot of trust in me, but she was definitely like, I don't quite understand how this is going to work. And it's not familiar to me. And so, you know, I trust you and I know you're going to work really hard and I have no doubt that you can make it work, but this is just unfamiliar territory. So I was lucky to be in a situation where she was like, I didn't have family who were like doubting me or judging me around it. But it was easy also for me to look at, well, my mom had this career as a teacher for 42 years. So I honestly, I looked at taking that route. I looked at going into a master's in teaching program because I was like, I don't know, maybe this is what I should do. Maybe I should go back to school and get my master's and become a teacher for the rest of my career because that's what I was familiar with. So sometimes we just look at other people's, what the people around us have made choices around and then we think, oh, that's what I should do. Sometimes we're not in the situation that I was in where I was fortunate enough to have support no matter what. Sometimes we are in situations where people are critical and they're like, you know, that would be irresponsible of you to go try to build a business right now or to go back to school at this time or to, you know, take a professional shift or pivot at a time when your family needs the stability or these benefits or what have you. And so really looking at other people's expectations. I mean, this even gets really tied up into the holidays, other people's expectations around how you're going to spend the holidays. Where are you going to go? Like, are you going to travel for the holidays? Who are you having over? Are you going to see all the parents and all the in-laws and all the cousins? Or are you just going to stay at home with your most immediate family? We easily get sucked into all the expectations around us and prioritizing what other people's opinions are and what other people's needs are and what other people might think and making that weigh heavily on our decisions instead of checking in with ourselves to say, this is what I want. This is what I need. This is what feels good to me. This is what's going to create the most joy in my life or create the most you know, sustainable energy in my life. We often make choices based on other people's expectations that completely overwhelm and exhaust us over time because it wasn't the right move for us, but it seemed like the right thing to do in quotes. And so we do that based on society's expectations, based on our family expectations, sometimes based on situations in our marriage. And those choices can often be massively draining of our energy and our spirit, and they come at a big cost. And so I want you to think about what expectations are you holding for other people at the expense of doing what you really want to do and at the expense of doing things that really light you up, make you feel good, that really tap into your truest desires, truest passions that allow you that space and grace to get curious about who you are, where you want to go, where your identity is at at this point in your life, where you want to be, like what you want to be building your identity around, all sorts of that really good juicy stuff that's about you, that's about listening to your gut and your instincts and really releasing what other people think and letting go of what other people think. This episode is supported by Earn In. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn now can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Super, super easy to use. You just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. So the app is free. You can leave a tip if you want. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So here's the thing. Sometimes getting close to your next paycheck, next pay period, and you realize, oh gosh, like paycheck doesn't come until next Friday, but we have this event that we need to attend this weekend and we need money for it. Or we have to buy a gift for someone. Or, oh my gosh, like my kid tore through their shoes and now we have to buy new shoes this weekend and the money's not in the bank yet. So Earnin can help you access the money you've already earned 
at work by giving you this little bit of money in advance. So make Earnin part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind. So for our listeners, all you need to do is download Earn In today. It's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, and you can download it in Google Play or the Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Shameless Mom under podcast when you sign up. So there'll be a little place where you can, where it says, what podcast did you hear about them on? Type in Shameless Mom under podcast. This helps to show support for our show and our advertisers. Earn In is a financial technology company, not a bank, and subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. That's a tricky one. It's a really tricky one. It's one I definitely struggle with. And some days I'm really good at it and I like want to be a trailblazer. And other days I'm like, I just want to blend in and do what everyone else is doing. It's like, it can be hard to always be deciding, you know, always be feeling like I'm going to go in this direction when everyone else is over here, or I'm going to pick the thing that like none of my friends are doing or that none of my, you know, none of my family members have done. That can be uncomfortable. But also I know that there's not a lot of like, I have to do things that light me up because that really, really makes a big difference in my life. And so to me, I know that it often is not an option for me to meet someone else's expectations before I meet my own needs. So I strongly encourage you to give some time for reflection around that. Where are you meeting other people's expectations or paying too much attention to other people's expectations, whether it's societies, whether it's someone in your family, maybe it's your partner, maybe it's a long lost cousin, maybe it's a coworker or someone in a friend circle, but really being too tapped into other people's expectations or opinions or judgment at your own expense. And then looking at how can you release that? And what would the gifts be on the other side of that? A year from now, what would the gifts be if you could let go of other people's expectations at this time this year? And then I think you might get a little bit excited about maybe even making some shifts, even if they're a little bit uncomfortable for you or require some boundary making. All right. So that was number two, releasing other people's expectations. Number three, I'm inviting you by the end of 2019 to release the lie that you're telling yourself about other people having it all figured out. So this is a big one. We watch other people and we think they have it all figured out. Like, look how perfect they've done it. Look how beautiful it is. Look how everything they do, everything they touch turns to gold. Like everything they touch is unicorn dust and magic and rainbows and all the things. And I will tell you, nobody has it all figured out. And I will tell you, I've had the opportunity in the last few years to be in the room with some really, really, really successful people, people who have multi-million dollar businesses. And I can tell you that they do not have it all figured out. And 
nobody has it figured out. And when we're in motherhood together and we're layering motherhood with careers and motherhood with other relationships and motherhood with family management and household management, nobody has it figured out. I was so intrigued. I had the opportunity a couple months ago to sit in the second row to see Rachel Hollis speak at an event. And if you watch Rachel Hollis, if you follow her, she talks a lot about her marriage with her husband and how they're so rock solid and how they've worked really hard to get there. And she doesn't by any means make it sound like it's easy, but she does make it sound like they're just in this really great place. And sometimes I'll say like, it seems a little too good to be true. And so I was sitting at this event watching her talk and she was saying, you know, I have to say like in the last year, the demands on my time and the demands on my marriage, given that I'm now in a working relationship with my husband, it's taken a toll. And she talked about how that's shifted some of the dynamics in their relationship. And she's like, you know, if I'm sitting in a two hour business meeting with my husband talking about finance, like I don't want to go home and make out with him. But if you've historically watched her on social media and read her books and listened to her talk, she's like, oh my gosh, like my husband and I, we just can't keep our hands off each other. And then so she's talking about like this place that they're in right now. That's not what it's like right now. Like right now, she's like, we're in a finance meeting. The last thing I want to do is go home and cuddle. (laughs) And so hearing her say that, I was like, yes, like it's so refreshing to know that she doesn't have it all figured out. It looks like on the outside she does. And we see this all the time with so many people. So whoever you look up to where you're like, oh my gosh, they have it all figured out on the outside. Look how pretty it looks. Look how cute it is. The cutest outfits with the cutest kids with the cutest Instagram filters. I'm telling you, nobody has it all figured out. And I am also telling you that I have seen that there is usually a direct correlation a negative correlation between how picture perfect things look on social media and how picture perfect they actually are. So my friends who've been in the biggest struggles of their lives, their social media pictures that get better and prettier and prettier while their lives behind the scenes are crumbling. And I've seen this happen over and over and over. So I just want you to assume that when you see someone's life just looking so magical online, assume like, they must have some really hard things going on behind closed doors. Because I promise you that they do because we all do. (laughs) So We all have hard things going on, right? And so I want you to release yourself of this lie that other people have it figured out, that other people have everything working in their favor, that other people know what they're doing all the time. No, we're all figuring it out as we go. We are all figuring it out as we go. I am constantly figuring it out. I'm figuring out on a day-to-day basis, how do I want to grow this business while I'm growing my family? How do I want to grow this business and be conscientious of my child? How do I want to be intentional around my time and my energy with my child, especially when like right now he's having a hard time sleeping through the night? Does this mean I'm working too much? Do I need to pull back on things? Do I need to travel less? All sorts of things like that. So it might look on Instagram like things are really awesome and there's parts that are really awesome and there's parts that are really hard. And that goes for me, that goes for you, that goes for everyone else. So be really, really conscientious that Nobody has it all figured out, but we are all in this together. I did an Instagram story about this recently, and I was talking about like nobody has their SHIT together in case you have little ears around, like nobody has their ish together. We all, this happened just last week where I tried to get out the door early two times in a row and felt like I was so on top of things. And both times I forgot things and had to go back to the house and ended up being late. And I was so annoyed because I was like, I'm trying so hard to be ahead of the game, to be like two minutes early instead of chronically being two minutes late. And I can't seem to win at it. I can't seem to win. And so just know that like every time I walk out my door, I have to turn around and go back and get the thing that I forgot. And it annoys me to no end. But that's the thing. We're all in the same place together. 
So those are the three things I want you to release by the end of 2019. Number one, procrastination and perfectionism. Number two, other people's expectations of you and your work. And then number three, the lie that you're telling yourself that other people have it all figured out. Okay. If this episode was helpful to you, or you know someone who's struggling and needs to do some releasing by the end of the year, definitely, definitely share this episode. Tag me on Instagram. If you tag me, I always reshare. So tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy. I love seeing your shares. I love seeing you share the show. It means the world to me. And if you have not subscribed to the show, please subscribe. That actually matters in a big way. When you subscribe to the show, so when you go into Apple Podcasts, you click that little subscribe button. It makes a difference in our downloads and the way they're tracked. And it really, really helps the metrics of my show. It's like a whole technology thing that I don't even know how to explain. I just know that it matters and it matters with the rankings of the show. And it really allows the show to get two more women, two more moms via the different search engines and the algorithms of Apple. So please subscribe to the show. It matters. It counts. And I so appreciate you subscribing to the show, sharing the show and really helping me grow this community because I love you all so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be Shameless Mom of the Week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.